1: All right, here we go. Salute to Knicks Nation on this Wednesday night. Another edition of Knicks Post Game Live presented by Manscaped. Knicks go down to the land of the Hicks and lose 109 to 100. Wasn't all that bad. You know, second unit just just couldn't hold down the lead against the Pacers second unit. But there were still some bright spots We'll talk about it tonight, man. CP the franchise, JD Sports Talk on the ones and twos. Depend, ultimate preseason game. Knicks have just one more left before we get to the real deal, man. And I think it's time, man. we ready for this preseason be over with. But anyway, let's get into it, man. Phone lines up 657 383 1509. Or hit us up on the Knicks Fan TV Discord. Knicks Post Game Live presented by Manscaped. And oh, by the way. We have a big announcement to make during this show, so make sure you stay through this show because we got a big announcement regarding the next season opener, man. So let's get into it. Hit that thumbs up button for you boys. CPJD on the ones and twos. All right, man. Knicks, <laughs> 109 to 100. In Indiana in the return match of the preseason. You know, Battle of the Second Units in Crunch Time, man. And, and Nick's just couldn't hold the lead. But nevertheless, Shady, there were still some bright spots for me when when in the meat of the game. And for me, it starts with uh it's it's gonna start with RJ for me. 21 points, 7-14 from the field, one of five from downtown, six of seven from the stripe. And the things I've been watching for RJ are the things he's, he's been working on. His efficiency, finishing, knocking down his free throws. He's been very, very efficient in this preseason so far. 7 of 14 from the field tonight. I thought he finished well. Had some drives where you, you saw the one on Matherin when he put it between the legs a couple of times. Took Matherin off the, on his left-hand side. Went strong on him. Finished at the rim. Had some nice buckets in transition as well. Six to seven from the stripe. He was two for two from the free throw line in each of the last two preseason games. I think his shot overall looks good. Yeah, he only went one for five from three. No biggie. Last game he went four for seven. Game before that, three for five. Overall, I thought RJ was solid, man. what did you think about RJ tonight?
2: Yeah, I think I think RJ is uh I think he's ready for the season. Um yeah. you know, he he's He's showing to get to that 20-point mark very easily so far in preseason and, you know, not probably the amount of minutes that he's going to get during the season. I think he's going to get more than 27 minutes. Uh, You know, last game before, he had uh, 23 minutes in the opener and then um, against the Pistons back – against the Pistons, he had 20-something minutes. Last game, he had 27. um, And tonight. So, you know, I think – He one of the positives for me is the free throw shoot. He's only missed um, the one free throw. Yeah. Um, And because, you know, in preseason, you're it's tough to evaluate sometimes just because they're not getting as many minutes. But also it is the opportunity to evaluate sort of how much improved were they in certain areas that they wanted to improve on. And for RJ, one of the main points is the free throw line. And that's why he's been able to get to the 20 point mark in less minutes, you know, because when you go into the free throw line seven times and you're only missing one shot, you know, that's six points right there. Um, And in addition to him improving as a team, the Knicks have to be a better free throw shooting team this season. Um, So so that's a positive, Uh, you know, so far in this preseason, he's eight of 17 from three. And that's with the one for five. Um, so even with the four misses tonight, you know, because he's been so good at the three point line, his percentage still look solid. And that's what you're going to look for in the season for him is, you know, he's not a sniper, you know, he's not yeah, Clay Thompson. Right. So, you know, he's going to have these one of five nights, but throughout the season, can you be good enough to where your percentage stays maybe two years ago where you were at that 40 percentile, um, Mark, can you be around 38%? Um, so I think that's that's encouraging, even if he went one for five today. Um, and, you know, he's showing a little bit better in, in all areas. He had three assists, four rebounds. Yeah. Only one turnover. I think that's going to be big for it's this big. team. You know, not to turn the ball over. Uh, plus 13. Um, like I said, I think I'm very encouraged um, about RJ's play. You know, little things here and there, but overall, very solid. Yeah,
1: no question about it. And I think the low turnovers as I get to the next guy, uh, I think it's going to be due to the Brunson effect. Now, Brunson himself didn't have a great offensive game, but I think him handling the ball and making more decisions for the team is going to benefit both R.J. and Julius, who, again, had another good night. I mean, look, Jalen Smith is, is far from David Robinson out there. You know, Julius was, was abusing him both nights. He's not a defensive guy. But, you know, 13 points, six boards, five assists, yeah, he had a couple a couple of boneheaded plays, but not many. I think Julius has been playing within himself, playing calm, and he's been looking smooth, man. Give credit where credit is due. Five or ten from the field, three, six from downtown. I think Julius said, you know, he's doing what he has to do out there.
2: Uh, you have to give him credit, CP, for the effort in trying to just buy into a different style um, of play in that – He is trying to, or, or, you know, that's what he's showing is he's trying to play faster. Um, He's trying to play faster within himself. He's trying to play faster within the system. Um, And he's trying to play faster with, you know, within the the scheme of the offense Um, in that, you know, when he's touching the ball, he's trying to move it fast. If he's, you know, a few times where he did bring up the ball, he's just, you know, just getting over the the half-court line faster and then he's making that quick first pass. I think that's one of the observations I've made is that that first pass, he's trying to make it, you know, within a second or two at, at, at most. And so, um, and you see the way that he's running. He's running a little bit faster. Yeah. I just think he's just trying to, Uh, uptick his pace uh, so that there's just more energy with the starters. You know, we talked about one, you know, one of the weaknesses with the starters you could say is athleticism and speed. And so if everyone is just going to play slow, it's going to look worse out there, especially when it comes to ball movement. So you have to give him credit there. He's played 65 minutes so far, only two turnovers and those two turnovers came tonight. Yeah. So, you know, you attribute that to his effort. And as you said, You know, with RJ, you know, the trickle-down effect of of having a Jalen Brunton on your team. Um, And, you know, 25 minutes, only 10 shots. So you like to see that. Um, Three of six from the three-point line. You like to see that he's rebounding well. And I also like the five assists because, you know, can he get those assist marks without having the ball as much as he had last year? Right, Because you figured it's going to be more in the hands of, Jalen so you think maybe his assist numbers could dip but if he can keep it at that four or five mark like he has in the past and he's doing it with less usage I think that nights. is the footprints of a guy that's ready to have a very good season I hope he can translate this into you know opening night and the season so uh, you have to give credit to Julius at least because he, he's trying to he's trying to get better
1: yeah no question that you know as as you said if if he's able to do that um, with a lower usage, then that, those are very efficient nights for him, especially nights like tonight. Again, it might may not reflect that way in the point total, but if they're spreading it around, if RJ is getting his twenty plus, and Brunson's is getting his, you know, high teens into the twenties, hopefully maybe he has the thirties thirties or so, Fournier dropping a few, you get Ob coming off the bench, you know, they they can spread it around nicely, man. So nice job by Julius. I think my third most notable tonight is Hartenstein. To me, I I felt like Hartenstein really showed you why the Knicks got him. Tonight was one of his better nights. Five dimes for Hartenstein. You know, one of the things I I felt like when we got him, I felt like him and Obi in a two-man game was going to be really good. He had two nice dimes to Obi, one and a half court, found him leaking for the alley-oop, and uh, one out in transition, threw a bomb to him, connected touchdown strike to Obi for a dunk. And then he found quickly on a couple of backdoor cuts as well. So I thought Hartenstein was really good passing from the top of the key. I think he chipped in with about nine rebounds as well and uh, and seven points, 10 rebounds and seven points. So overall, I thought I thought Hartenstein was uh, pretty good, man, flashing. Flashing the passes.
2: Yeah, I, and, you know, the ability with him, you, you start to see the two areas that, you know, were promising when the Knicks signed them. And that's, you know, being able to maybe you even run some offense through him, right? Where you just give him the ball at the top and you have, you know, you saw a lot of, Movement looked like a little bit of Golden State offense in terms of, you know, you have a guy up top and then you start to see guys from both sides of the court just cutting to the basket or coming out for a shot, having the confidence that Hartenstein could get you the ball either for a jump shot or, as you saw many times, you know, a cut to the basket. You saw McBride get an easy layup off a Hartenstein pass. And so him having that ability, you know, we talked about the flexibility um, and what Thibodeau is going to have at his disposal with you know, different combinations that he can play with, depending on how the game goes, you know, you can utilize Hartenstein a little bit if you need a little bit more offense or if you're looking to get more, you know, another area to get shots, he can be utilized in that way. Um, Nice with the 10 rebounds. I thought his defense could have been better, especially guarding the perimeter. And I think that's where, you know, Mitch becomes valuable. But again, this is where you have the combination where one player can give you something and then the other player can give you uh, contributions in other areas. So, um, you know, that's one of the reasons why they sign him so they can, you know, fill up some other needs. Uh, so very solid from Hartenstein, um, 20, 23 minutes. Uh, and, you know, um, yeah, uh, the ability to hit the shot. I know yeah. he was one of three, but again, you need that threat, just someone that can... Defend that three-point shot to space up the floor space for the rest of his up. teammates. Space it up a little bit, yeah. I
1: thought he had some solid moments in the second half. So good job by him. Couple of game notes: No Rose sat out through the rest, and you know, Tibbs said basically what we thought. Rose, we know who Rose is. He doesn't need preseason. There's no need to to waste mileage in the preseason with him. Tib said exactly that. He's like, you know what? We know where he's at right now. So he didn't really need that. Give those minutes up. Maybe give Brunson a couple extra minutes to get some chemistry with the guys. We give McBride some more run as he's been getting in the preseason so far. But I thought that um, Cam, you know, the two-guard rotation, again, one again, uh, newsworthy. No grimes tonight. He did run in the open practice, did participate in the five-on-fives that that the public was able to see. So maybe they're just, you know, taking precautions, giving them some extra time to rest. Uh, Cam did get his chance again tonight. Got some, you know, got how many minutes did Cam get tonight? Cam got 21 minutes tonight. Didn't didn't play well for about three quarters. You know, I thought a shot selection was pretty porous. Intensity, again, not there. That that just may not be in his game. But overall, a shot selection was, was horrific in, in the first three quarters. But fourth quarter, give him credit. You know, stripped, uh, got, got, stripped the the ball from from Mathern off his knee. Got a couple, forced a couple other turnovers. You know, drove it, drove to the basket, knocked down a three. You know, turned it up a little bit in the fourth quarter against that Pacers second unit while they were making their run. So I thought, you know, Cam made the most out of lackluster three quarters with a pretty decent fourth.
3: <sighs> man. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: You're like, Look, you know, I'm, like, I'm trying to save
2: the Cam
1: hive tonight, man. I'm trying to save him. I'm trying to give him some 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 reason to be optimistic a
2: little bit. You know, Mufasa said this at the at the Lion King movie. We said this about Scar. He says, What are we gonna do with him? <laughs> <laughs> said that to Zazu. So I'm like, that's so all I'm thinking about Cam, man, because you know what's so crazy is it's even in the game, it's a roller coaster. Yeah, You know, even within the game, um, you had mentioned, you know, in the fourth quarter, it's like, you know, in the fourth quarter, he goes three of five. He <laughs> tw- he goes one of two from three. He gets kay. three rebounds and assists a steal and a block, right? Gets seven points in the fourth. But then those other three quarters were so Abismal. just underwhelming. Um, he's five for 23 on the field in preseason. <laughs> he's two of 11 from three. And, you know, listen. Here's what I'm going to say, uh, CP, in regards to Cam is, you know, you want to be careful in preseason how, you know, you overanalyze players' performances, right? Because I've been following preseason on other NBA teams, and there's even some established players that are not having great preseasons. However, the thing with Cam is in the areas that you want to see an improvement, he's still lacking. Yeah, he's still lacking, bro. You know, like you know what I mean? Like there's still some things here and it's not even the motor for me anymore. It's just like. It, it, it's just like an inability to be aggressive, um, just take command sometimes. I know that sometimes the offense can call for him to stand on a corner, but, you know, it's funny when he scored a few times he naturally got aggressive and they naturally were getting him the ball. So I feel like there is freedom in this preseason for guys to go out there and be more aggressive if you want. (laughs) You see quickly has the green light. Yeah. So it's just, and it could go in accordance to what he was saying, where he said that he's just trying to figure out how he can, you know, contribute. And it seems to be that it's a little bit mental as well, where he doesn't, he's a little lost in terms of when to contribute, when to be aggressive. Um, because when you have a player with that talent and his shot selection is an issue, that tells you that the player just right now doesn't have an understanding on how to, you know, contribute and be aggressive and be efficient. Yeah. And and I think that's what you're seeing with Cam is that he's just he's a little lost right now. And and I gotta lost, call man. it, gotta call it for what it is. And it's his defense has been so right under solid because he, you know, I think it's also has been affecting his defense. Um, but listen, I, I think that's been the most, the most disappointing thing for me, CP, you know why? Because even in the two games that Fournier's played, Fournier hasn't been great. No. Nah. Fournier was,
1: was letting it fly tonight. He was chucking tonight.
2: <laughs> yeah. First game against the Pistons, he was one of three, no rebounds. Like Fournier's 40 just 40 there. was chucking tonight, man. So you have you have an a prime opportunity. You have no Grimes No the preseason. Yeah. You have Fournier who took a day of rest, which I think was designed for Cam. Like, I think the Knicks designed that to have Cam start and them take a look at that, you yeah. know, combination with RJ at the two and him at the three. So I have to give the Knicks credit in that it looks like they're trying to give him the opportunity. Um, but he, he, he's just a little lost right now. So... Do I give up on him? I'm not going to give up on him because it's preseason. But, man, you talk about, you know, an opportunity that he's losing. You know, I, I also wouldn't be upset if, you know, he has to fight his way and claw his way to some rotation minutes because right now he's certainly not earning it.
1: Yeah, he, he's going to have to. I mean, unless Grimes' injury, you know, comes back or he tweaks something, uh, Cam's not in this rotation, man. there the, it's The rotation ain't going to get bigger, bro. So... <laughs> it's, it's not going to get no bigger. As you said, he, he's in a contract year. He has nothing but opportunity right now. But he, he looks lost. Lost is the word. Looks lost. And that's another reason why I said I'd rather see him with this second unit because maybe he'll take that opportunity to make something happen, you know, be more aggressive. And we saw a little bit of that in the fourth quarter. But overall, it just—it's just not clicking, and his decision making just hasn't been good, man. With, with some of the shots he's taking, it's you balanced And, and CP, off, off like, balance, you know. Yeah, you know, right. it does not look good, man. And,
2: and and you know the the more frustrating part about a player like him is you know because even some Knicks fans have made jokes because of Knox and saying he's another Knox. With Knox, even when we when we had glimpses of Knox, it was just that high arc in three. Like yeah. he would come in, yeah. hit two high arc in threes, and well, oh yes, he's. That's just a jump shot from the corner. Yeah. Like when you saw Cam in that fourth quarter, you saw the talent. He's taking guys off the dribble. He has a nice left handed layup. A couple nice finishes. A couple nice finishes. Yeah. A couple nice crossovers. Like you see, there is ability, there is skill there. Yeah. Which there's the difference. And the problem with players like that that show you skill is, consistency and that is not what he's been bringing um so far and that's, I think is what makes it so frustrating um and you know you wonder if here is going to be the opportunity for him to tap into that potential or if eventually it'll be elsewhere
1: yeah uh, I think it's going to be elsewhere man but Cam Hive keep your head up Cam Hive how you guys feeling in the chat man if Cam Hive is in the chat right now let us know how you guys are feeling about Cam's uh opportunities to, to really crack this rotation and make a name for himself. Cause not looking so hot that definitely not looking so hot. And you know, in the, in the Knicks fan TV Slack, in our group chat, there's a lot of chatter about my guy money Mitch tonight. Like, a lot, a lot yeah. of guys were questioning my guy <laughs> money Mitch tonight. And, uh, we're
2: look, not going to say names. CP. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I'm, yeah. We're not going <laughs> to say names. We're not going to say names. We're, we'll protect <laughs> our guys. But nevertheless, you know, yes, on the offensive side, things can get a little bit tricky in terms of the spacing that he affords. Guys like Julius Brunson and 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 RJ. But then you see the third quarter where, you know, he, he's, he's getting after it on the glass. And second chance opportunities count for something, you know, and, and that that's Mitch's game. He's going to get after it on, on, on the glass on the defensive end. He's going to try to protect that rim. At the end of the day, look, we, we all would love to see you know Mitch step it out a little bit and, and even a, on a Robert Williams type of level, he, he just may not get there, but if he's out there with a Julius, a Brunson, an RJ and even a Fournier, I'm not necessarily looking for them to dump it down to him and let him do a turnaround hook. Like if he gets that opportunity on a second chance point, you know, re- rebound, offensive rebound, certainly go for it. But other than that, look, I, I thought Mitch, especially in that third quarter, showed you why he's valuable to this
2: team. Yeah, and listen, man, I, I I want I want it to happen too, right? Like we all look at a young player and we write out a list of their weaknesses and we want them to improve all that and develop that. And just there's just some players that come into this league. You know, there's the Tyson Chandlers and there's players like that that just have a specific um skill set. And you know, they improve that. And that's what you get. You know, Robert Williams got a nice contract on the Celtics. I don't think Robert Williams is going to be shooting jump shots anytime soon. Yeah. So, you know, you just have to take what you get from the player. And I think that's the reason why, you know, Hartenstein was, you know, was it was a signing. Um, and with Mitch, I mean, listen, Mitch has 11 offensive rebounds in three games and not a lot of minutes. And with seven blocks, right? With not a lot of minutes, I mean, you talk. I mean, that's that's pretty good. And one of the things I, I I saw tonight is I said to myself, I think he's also with RJ ready for the season. Um, you know, you have to give Mitch credit in that he looks to be in much better shape. Um, to start out the season, I think that's one of the things that derailed his start last season. Is you know he he had a lot going on and and he wasn't in the best shape and you saw it, you saw it on the, on the basketball court. Yeah. And this season he's going into, uh, you would hope would would be a better mindset. He has the contract thing behind him and now he can focus on basketball. And so far, so, so good. And, you know, that's what you're going to get from him. And that's what you're going to need, you know, when yes, Hartenstein's on the floor, but you saw, You know, a lot of those threes that he gave up, there wasn't even a hand in his face because he didn't even (laughs) catch up to the defender. Right, Mitch can do that for you. Mitch is a good closeout defender. And if not, he's going to contest a shot. He's going to challenge a shot. And you need that in an NBA season. Guess what, CP? You're going to need that in opening night against John Morant. Yeah. And if you saw any of those games last season, you saw that Mitch played very well. John Morant had trouble in the paint. That's the value of a Mitch Robinson, and that's why the Knicks gave him that contract. We can always discuss other areas. Yes, I would like for him to develop at least one move in the post where if he gets a point guard or he gets on a switch, he's able to take advantage of that. Um, I think we saw a glimpse of it uh, on one possession last game, but um, let's see if that develops. But for now, you know, how about two of two for the free throw line? Can we start there? If he can improve that, that, I'll take it. You know, a guy that can't shoot free throws, you know, I don't want no Andre Drummond on this team. So if he yeah. can be around the 68, 70% on the free throw line, if he can do that 65, I'll, I'll sign up for it right now. Yeah,
1: n- no question about it. Two for two from the stripe, 48% from the stripe last year. So as you said, uh, any, any little bit of improvement from there is definitely a good sign with Mitch. But you mentioned the Memphis Grizzlies. You did mention the Memphis Grizzlies on open tonight. Mm. We are a week away from the Knicks season opener in Memphis. So we might as well make the announcement right now. And that mm. is next week, a week from tonight. We are taking it live once again. Knicks Fan TV, BetMGM presents the Knicks versus Grizzlies opening night watch party. Live from the 4040 Club, East West 25th Street in New York City. We will be doing the show live. CP, JD, Alex, pre-game, halftime, post-game. We got special guests coming through. We got prizes coming through. And we're going to have the building flooded with Knicks fans. It's going to be an incredible night, man. So I want to make sure all my Knicks fans go to BetKFTV right now and sign up. It's free to get in. All you got to do is RSVP, and it's going to be a great, great night. We'll kick off. Doors will open at 6 p.m. We'll watch the game. And we're going to have the game audio on, too, man. None none of that uh, Fugazi stuff, J.D. We're going to have the game audio on. It's going to be a vibe, and and I'm looking forward to it, man. It's going to be a great night. We got Al coming up, coming down from Boston. Pre-game, halftime, post-game. It's going to be a great night, man. Knicks versus Grizzlies. Live from the Forty Forty
2: Club. It's gonna be a good look, man. That's that's big time, man. The Forty Forty Club, you know, uh, Knicks Fan TV did hey. got it done, right? And, you gotta, you gotta uh, get it done, man. Is 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 gonna is gonna be fun, man. It's gonna be exciting, um, you know, for us to do an event. Even you know, because last season we did it with with the home opener, but uh, you know, doing an event um, where the Knicks are on the road. Um, and then we'll have the home opener event as well. That's 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 big time. So I'm excited. I can't wait. And uh, Knicks fans, you guys better be ready. Yeah, it's, it's going
1: to be a good one, man. And, you know, the reason that we decided to do it this way was because when we did it for the home opener, it was, it was a great look, right, to do it remote and do it before the game. But it was a little too rushy, especially for us for, like, we had to set up fast. We had to go through the program fast and then finish fast. And then I've, I had to run back to the hotel, drop my stuff off. I got to the game late. So it was, it was too rushy. This way, we could all chill. We could watch the game, do pregame. Watch the game, do halftime. Watch the game, do postgame. And then chill out, you know, have some drinks, whatever the case may be. Whole venue packed with Knicks fans. It's going to be a vibe. We got some time to chill and, and, and do the damn thing, man. It's going to be a great night. So as I said, go to betkftv.com to RSVP. It is free to RSVP. There's no dress code. Come in your Knicks gear, come in your KFTV gear. Invite your friends. Doesn't matter. It's, it's not a single invitation. Just RSVP and meet us there, man. It's going to be a great night. And on top of that, JD, spoke to my guys at BetMGM and we're going to be giving away two tickets that night to the Knicks home opener mm. on Friday against the Pistons. So come on the 19th. And, and, and your entry, your RSVP is going to put you in the random drawing to win two tickets to the Knicks' home opener at MSG, but you got to be in the building to claim those tickets. So all in all, great package,
2: and it's going to be a great night, man. I mean, hopefully, uh, to cap off a great night, hopefully the Knicks get a win because that, that'll make even more oh, fun. Oh, it
1: would be pandemonium.
2: Um, it's it's going like to be pandemonium.
1: That. We're going to win, though, man. I, I have a good feeling about this game. I, I have a real good feeling about this game. So, let's go. go. All right, let's take some phone calls, man. Let's go to Amir from BK. Amir, how you feeling?
3: Hey, what's going on, fellas? Good, Uh, man. First time caller.
1: Nice. What's going on?
3: Uh, So, I can't believe I'm saying this right now, but Mm -hmm. Randall is actually looking good out there. He's actually looking good. (laughs) I didn't have to yell at my TV screen not one time tonight. He's poised. He's making good decisions. It looks like the man's been humbled. Uh, You know, last year, obviously, was a hard year for him. I, I just didn't think this year I'd be, I'd be uh, bandwagoning Randall because Obi, that's my guy right there. Mm-hmm. Obi's my guy. But I think the two can work out together if they split the minutes because, let's be honest, the team got a long way to go before we're going to be competitive. But if we can split the minutes between the both of them, we can accomplish two things. We can be competitive this year and we can showcase Randall so we can still get him out of here because I just don't see him being the answer. But for this year, he might
1: actually do something good for us. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I like his optimism, you know, JD, but it is it is only preseason. So <laughs> let's, you know, let's caution that. Um, he's, he has his moments where he plays well. I mean, I, we can't just sit here and act like the guy's just a complete scrub. The guy has talent. These, these 18, six, and five nights are not abnormal for Julius Randle. You know, they're not abnormal. What we're asking for is better effort and better decision making all overall. And, and yes, more efficiency from the field. No question about it. But tonight you had a night where 25 for Randall, 23 for OB. You get your 48 minutes right there. But for OB, he played practically half of the fourth quarter. In a normal game on that Pacers run, he's coming out. At least I think. The old Tibbs, according to the old Tibbs, he's coming out of that game. At like the eight-minute mark. At like the eight-minute mark. So, again, you know, it's hard to see – Like J.D. said in in the last weekly, we're not going to know until the season starts what this thing really looks like. Because to me, the the rotations are going to tighten up and I just don't see this 50-50 split of minutes happening. I don't
2: see it, especially if Randall is playing this way. I don't see it. And you haven't seen Rose. We don't know how many. I mean, do we even have a, a glimpse of how many minutes? You know, Rose is going to get because, you know, I think it's interesting the way they've handled him this preseason. I mean, the Knicks have had, what, five days off and then you rest them tonight and it's quote unquote rest. Yeah. You know, so it's like, is it more that the Knicks just want to give, you know, maybe Deuce more minutes because they know they know during the season he's not going to get minutes. So why even play with Rose? Let's give all the minutes to the young guys or. You know, you know, are the Knicks going to shift, really? And and is this going to be... I'm not saying to this extent Rose's role, but mm. is Rose just going to get in the teens? Is that going to be his new role? Or opening night, here comes Derrick Rose, 26, 27 minutes. Like, we don't know. So that's why, you know, my focus this pre- preseason has been categories, free throws, turnovers, like those areas where we talked about with RJ's improvement, Mitch's improvement. Mitch hasn't missed a free throw this preseason in four attempts, so... I'm looking at those areas for preseason because until the season starts, you know, opening night when Randall's playing, you know, Clark, and he's playing some of those athletic uh, Memphis uh, forwards, let's see how he plays under that duress and on the road with high, you know, high leverage situation. Let's see what his decision making is then. Let's see in a tight game where the Knicks need to score, how's he going to respond to that? So, you know, that's why I'm ready for the season. But for now, you know, you you analyze it, but you just gotta be limited in how you conclude some of these players. No, no question.
1: And it's been a like preseason schedule. Let's be honest. I mean, they really haven't been tested that that much. Second unit got a nice test, got some nice experience in in crunch time against the Pacers. Second unit, you know, nip hard and and um, the backup big who who killed us last year in one of those games in Indiana. They, they were just killing us from the perimeter. So it, it, it is what it is. Um, shout out to Troy Davis. Fight out, Super Chat. He says Cam's a role player. He's a defensive specialist slasher. Um, Fournier, also role player. He's a floor spacer, playmaker. They are worth $10 million each. Use them wisely. Okay. Troy Davis uh, weighs in on the two guard situation suits so everybody in the chat once again let's get those likes up hit that thumbs up button for your boys cp and jd on the ones and twos Knicks lose in the penultimate preseason game
2: 109 CP, to 100 who who was who, the guy that that we talked about during the draft that we wish we hope the Knicks got
1: i was i was getting to that man that was on the program that was on the program <laughs> your boy mather was looking good out there man he's looking good out there <laughs>
2: What you think, man? What you think? What, but, yeah. you, you like what you saw? I mean, come on, man.
1: The athleticism, the, ta- the way he attacks the basket, strong, finishing in contact. You know, was, uh, Matherin looks good, man. He, he looks good. I got a chance to see him in summer league for a little bit. I, like, stayed after to to, to go watch that game. I was hoping to catch. It was Pacers versus Pistons, but Ivy didn't play. But uh, Matherin did, and he, he's, he's looking like the goods, man. Ather is definitely
2: looking like the goods. Absolutely. um, He's looking like, <laughs> he's looking like. I mean, for him to produce, I know, again, it's preseason, but the other way around is not like he wasn't playing the Knicks, you know, third stringers. I mean, he's playing the Knicks rotation players and starters. Yeah. And I think most of all you see on the floor is his confidence. Uh-huh. I mean, the guy is like after every play. I mean, you would think this guy is like a four-year vet, the way that he's acting on the court. I also mean, he's,
4: effort. I don't, know, I don't think
2: he realizes he's a rookie. I mean, he's he's staring at IQ after a, a, a play, right? And and he's trying to intimidate players. Um, usually, those are the characteristics of a guy that wants to be great. Yeah, you know, when you think about Cam and what he hasn't been bringing to the basketball court, you know, that's what you wish you could get with with you know with Cam and Matherin. Um, you know, the motor, the uh, the strength, um, the confidence. The trash talk. He looks like he's going to be one of those trash talking players. And listen, man, the Pacers got a good one. Uh, but, you know, um, looks like he was, he's going to be one of those hits during the the draft process. So definitely shout out to all the guests that came in and um and and gave him, you know, their evaluations because um he definitely doesn't look like a
5: bust.
1: Nah. And nah, Math Mathern looks good. Pacers got a nice little formidable tank going. If they get once they get rid of uh Turner and Buddy Heal, forget about it. They're all in on the Wemby sweepstakes, man. But Mather's going to be the goods. But, I mean, imagine that, you know, uh, a and wemby ticket. They're going to be right there. I, th- I think mm. they're going to be right there. Once they get rid of Miles Turner and Buddy Healed, Pacers Tank is going to be legit. You know, they- they're going to be legit. But, yeah, you know, you got Nepard playing. They got a got nice, nice little, uh, you know, a c- couple of young prospects out there. But Matherin looks like the goods for sure. Uh, Back to the phones we go. Let's go to Truth from Arkansas. Truth, how you feeling?
3: Hey, what's up, fellas? Can y'all hear me? Yeah,
1: loud and clear. How you feeling, bro? All
3: right, yeah, uh, first things first. Ain't no way Poirier should be playing over twenty minutes in the preseason game. <laughs> but I agree with C P about Julius staying in his body by not making things all about him. I'm ready to see regular season RJ. I'm gonna be in Memphis Tuesday, got my ticks yesterday, so Let's I'm ready go. to hit the road. Yeah. It was a low key cam ready sighting out there. And I ain't going to lie, I I agree with the Cam Reddys and his motor point, but he got to get some real time. He got to get some real tick. at least play 20 minutes in a real game to get some groove at a consistent level. And like J.D. said, he can have 25, 30 a night because the potential is there. Bad shoot night for Brunson and IQ. They come with the game, but those two, I'd rather have them in the trenches with me any night. I love Mitch as a starter because of defensive presence and Hardenstein because of the facilitation for the young guys out for them.
1: Yo, Truth, when you, when you get to Memphis, man, we 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 might. We need a, a Truth live on location. We need a post-game phone call, man. we going to be live on location. Uh, you know, yeah. I, you
3: know yeah. I'm in there. You know I'm yeah. in there. You're going to have to put me on the Zoom call. <laughs> you know I'm in
5: there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we
1: got, We going to need Truth live on location, man. So definitely uh, turn but up totally. out there. Yeah, yeah, you know we'll be out there heavy, man. So definitely represent Knicks fan TV well, and and uh, and call us, man. Call us when you're out there. Already, already. All right, true from Arkansas, headed out to Memphis with the rest of the Road Warriors. So salute to them. Obviously, had a couple Knicks fans in Indiana out there heavy as well. Yeah, IQ didn't have it tonight. You know, it was it was uh, breaking away. Brunson, uh, Brunson struggling
2: a little bit. And it is what it is, man. It's preseason. Man. It is what it is. Yeah. You know, 18 shots, 24 <laughs> minutes. That's it. He was seeking man. that shot, boy. You know, he yeah, said, yeah. no,
1: Rose, let it fly.
2: Right, right. He definitely, definitely took it to heart tonight. Um, you know, um, it, we'll see. We'll see because um, he, he definitely had an aggressive mindset tonight. And, uh, you know, 18 shots. He took a lot of twos because he, you yeah. know, he was two of seven from three. Um, you know, only one rebound, three assists, minus 18. Uh, but, you know, I will say there were a couple plays because, and this was something that he'll have to kind of bottle up during the season. Um, if this is, you know, if he's, in other words, in games that he's going to have this mindset where I'm going to be aggressive, I'm going to look to score, he has to be able to identify the possessions where, he can become a point guard Um, because there were a few possessions in his aggressive mindset where I thought he had a player open. Mm -hmm. Um, He had had a play that was in front of him and he missed that player because he, he was bottled up into that aggressive mindset. So you can stay aggressive, but there are going to be possessions throughout that you, you're going to have to become a point guard and see an open player, an open man. Um, He missed some of those plays tonight. But, you know, hopefully when the season starts, if you know, he can improve there, that'll be great. I don't know that this will be him in the season. Um, just because I'm looking for him to improve on his start of the preseason, but also the way he ended, in which he showed more of an all around game.
1: Yeah. I mean, and and look, that's what preseason is kind of for, right? Summer league preseason work. He's still working on his game. As you said, he took a lot of twos, which is something that he's been wanting to do. He wants to improve that efficiency overall. It, it is what it is. You know, it, it is what it is. But I agree with you. He definitely had some opportunities uh, to play make more. But uh, he was looking for a shot more tonight. So that that that's just where IQ was. And uh, a timely super chat we got from JWE event group. Ten dollar super chat who says facilitated IQ with the greater than sign, better than chucking ball dominant IQ. So. Uh, He he definitely agrees with your sentiments there. Also got a super chat from uh, Troy Davis said, the best floor general off the bench is Hartenstein, Cam, top at IQ. Almost everyone on the bench struggled to score without a true point guard. Hart Hart is the point guard. (laughs) I I wouldn't go that far, but look, he's he's looked good. Definitely looked good passing the ball. And you have to like what he brings to that second unit. Truth did bring up Cam and the the two-guard rotation. Here's what uh, Ian Begley had to say about uh, Quentin Grimes in regards to his spot in the rotation. Here's, uh, here's Ian Begley. So, to everybody in the chat, hit that thumbs up on for you, boys.
4: i overly concerned about it. Grimes has missed all the next preseason games thus far due to the left foot injury. He may play Friday in the next preseason finale against Washington. But being out, being off the court for practices and games has taken away the opportunity for Grimes to compete for that starting shooting guard spot with the Knicks. Now it's Evan Fortier's job on opening night, but I do think that based on everything that was going on in the offseason leading up to training camp, uh, Grimes would have had a legitimate shot to compete for and win that starting shooting guard job if you were healthy in training camp and in the preseason. Now you take that off the table uh, at the moment, but I think if and when Grimes is healthy, I don't think anything's off the table in terms of uh, him playing his way into a starting role. Tom Thibodeau has said that you know he needs shooting with that starting lineup that features Julius Randle, R.J. Barrett, Jalen Brunson, and Evan Fournier. Obviously, provides that in spades. He set the franchise single-season record for three-pointers made last season. For Thibodeau, it's about who fits best with the unit as a unit, not so much about individuals. Uh, but even with that being said, I do think. Uh, If and when Grimes is healthy and back on the floor, he will have every chance to compete for that starting job.
1: All right. That's our guy, Ian Begley. And Ian will join us for the pregame show when the Knicks tip off in Memphis as well. So shout out to Ian. Uh, But Ian said, look, once Grimes comes back, he's he's still a candidate for that starting job, man. What'd, What'd you think about that?
2: You know, I got a new twist to it. And, uh, You know, I I really, after he said that, I really started to think. And, you know, I looked at when they called a timeout earlier today and they looked lax and Fournier was struggling. And I said to myself, like, man, yeah, this is not going to last long. Like Fournier being a starter, I don't think is going to last long into the season, CP. Because when you look at, you know, Tibbs, you need to have a move when you start to struggle. Right. So in other words, say the Knicks get off to a slow start. What's the immediate move? Usually when coaches are, quote unquote, potentially on the hot seat, you have to have a personnel move in front of you to go to as a, quote unquote, shakeup when you struggle. Mm-hmm. Where is that move? You're not, you, you know, if you start two and five, for example, you're not making a move with Brunton. You're not going to do it with Mitch. You're not going to do it with RJ. You're not going to do it with Randall. The two-guard spot is that move to kind of, yeah. you know, make that switch the way that he did last season when he benched Kemba, he did this and that on the fourth. That's the easy move right there is, well, we're struggling, so we're just going to, let me shake this up. And then that's where they can pivot and go to Grimes and just see what you can get there. So I think that's just a, such an easy move that they feel more comfortable starting Fournier because if you went the other way, you did it with Grimes, what do you do if you struggle? You know, what does the coach have left where he can just say, "Okay, let me shake this up," um, and 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 you know, see if we can get better. So I think, uh, you know, with with what Ian Begley is saying, I think that's why Grimes is he could be out, and you could think that he's out of it, but he's not. He's not because again, even in the games, Fournier has played. Fournier has not wild me, um, and I think what you're gonna see is what you're gonna get. And Grimes is going to be, I think, the eventual starter at the two guard. I think sooner than what people may think.
1: Yeah, I, I agree. I, uh, like, I, like I said on Weekly, when we talked about 48 for the season, Um, again, we all know what his strengths are and what he brings to this team. I just think he, he's just warming the seat right now. And once Grimes gets back healthy, I think ultimately he'll get that job. Because as far as fit, Yes, certainly as a shooter, as as efficient as Fournier is, he can. But again, for me, Grimes on the defensive side of things just changes things for me. Because he. I keep saying he's a guy, and Tibbs has said it as well, his defensive acumen, his defensive tenacity is going to help this unit overall when they get into shooting slumps. You know, when they get into a funk, when Brunson doesn't have it cooking or RJ or Julius is breaking it up, you know, maybe it's a Grimes who's getting after it in the passing lanes or his help defense is good. He's, you know, he's sending a double team that, that and the pressure is causing a turnover, causing a, a bad, forcing a bad shot. Those are the type of things that 48 is not going to give you consistently. Every once out of 10, it'll give you some some crazy effort. But then you'll see it on on something tonight where, you know, a ball goes up and he can lose his Matherin completely. And Mathering is sneaking right in front of him to get a, a grab offensive rebound and a putback. You know, those are the type of things. And look, those type of things happen to everybody. But for me, a guy like a Grimes, younger, better defensive awareness, I think ultimately he has to fit in into that spot in, in the starting lineup. And he moved 48 to the bench, who can still give you something with his shooting, but defensively is not as much of a liability.
2: And, and that's why, you know, I've I've always questioned the narrative that you know he just fits better with the starters. I just think that you know he because he contributes that one shooting. It's like okay, we're gonna get that from Grimes, but you know he just he's a veteran um, and he may get better. I think you may say better uh, opportunities as a shooter with the starting five because you have Randall and you have Julius, so you have higher end players. Randall, large, I mean. Uh, Randall, I'm sorry, Randall and Jalen. Yeah, brought to, brought to Rand- Yeah, Randall and Jalen as potential uh, you know, players that can get him shots since Randall, you know, had the five assists tonight. He can get, you know, better Great opportunities shots. than being with the bench. Although I've thought that maybe him being with more speed could help him. But how do you maximize that? So maybe they're looking at it at that way. I just think that, you know, you saw it a few times tonight on the court where Jalen was caught up and you know, uh, Fournier couldn't rotate in time because he doesn't have the speed. Right. And we talked about this where the Knicks had that tough run last year, CP, where we said when the Knicks play some athletic teams, you're going to start to see having Burks at the one, having Kemba at the one with Fournier, that is going to get exposed against the higher, you know, echelon teams, more athletic teams, teams that that run fast. You're going to see that it is just not, the best way to construct a roster in my opinion Um, so if it were up to me I wouldn't I would go Grimes from the beginning but I just think that you know you got to go somewhere and the way that Tibbs think let me give the veteran the first shot because it's just easier to pivot to the young guy than to do it the other way around the way Tibbs operate you bench Fournier from the beginning then what happens if you have you want to start him you're gonna you're nah. gonna get the same rumblings that you did. He, with Kevin He won't be he missed. Went... <laughs> <laughs> look, look, and that's that's Stop. not a knock on 48, bro.
1: We, we know what he is. He he won't be missed, man. Go with Grimes and, and just get it over with, man. Just yeah. get it over with, man. Let's get our defense up. Let's get after. Let's get RJ some 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 you know transition buckets. Let's play fast. We gonna we want to play fast. Let's play. You fast. saw him
2: in open practice, man. Grimes, Grimes is you know you saw it. Yeah, you know he he can hit the three and and he was defending out there. Yeah. So. It's like why why play with it? I I, I agree. I w- I would go from from day one go with grinds, but you know Tibbs is not gonna go that way. I don't think. Yeah. I just hope CP. The only thing I fear is he treats Fournier like Burks. I just hope that he doesn't do that. I don't think he will. You would hope know, he learned from that. But you imagine if he does that Burks thing where he just starts to- <laughs> the whole time. Yeah, he, he did my guy Burks
1: dirty, man. My boy, my my guy Burks dirty. He, he might not even make it to the garden, man. That's why. That's why
2: he's hurt now. He's recovering <laughs> now. <laughs> well, man,
1: was, he had so much violence as the point guard. He got bunions on his feet. He can't yeah. even move out there. <laughs> did, did My guy Burke's dirty, man. Sheesh. Yeah, I'm ready for the season, like you said, man. I, I, I'm ready for it. Definitely
2: ready for it. They King got Gahadies. the Wizards on Friday, too. So. Wizards
1: on Friday. and, and I think
2: Dio's going to play.
1: Uh, let's see. Is KP playing? Is KP playing?
2: He, he played last game, so I think he will play.
1: All right. A little, little KP versus versus Mitch action. Maybe a little KP mm-hmm. Hardenstein, KP Sims. Some good matchups out there. Do you know? Is Neto still on the team, man? I, I, I'm, I'm sitting there watching PJ TJ McConnell. I'm like, yo. How is this guy still bothering the Knicks? Two minutes into the first quarter, he's picking up full court. I'm like, ah, here we go, man. T.J. McConnell always finding a way to be a pain in the Knicks side, man.
2: Bro. Bro, T.J. McConnell, man. Like, I'm watching (laughs) him tonight. (laughs) I'm like, why? Why every time you play the Knicks, you go so hard, he going, man? Bro. Like I was like, chill. <laughs> man, you chill? I'm like, yo, dude, he's acting like this is the finals,
1: bro. Full court press. And it's press always against the Knicks in the preseason. <laughs> yeah. I couldn't believe the first game. The first game against the Pacers. I'm like, no, this that is not T.J. McConnell. I still out there on the court, man.
2: I'm like, yo, at this point, I think what I think teams know what you can offer. He's like picking up full court <laughs> yeah. after timeouts. He's on the bench, like coaching hey. the players. I'm like, yeah. damn.
1: I, I I guess there's a reason why he's still in the league, you, you know, for that long. You give him credit. You know what I'm saying? Give him credit. That's that's longevity for you, man. Yeah. That's longevity. Yeah. Where, where some guys with so much more promise are uh, Playing with the Shanghai Sharks, <laughs> you know what I'm
2: saying? <laughs> no, that that yeah. Listen, man, when you talk about especially a team like that, you know, you talk about a Patrick Beverly role. That's good that he could he does that. But yeah. it just seems like he just goes a little bit extra when it's the, the Knicks. Knicks. Yeah, I got I got to research to see if he has something. There's a history or something. something. Maybe man. he could have been drafted by the Knicks and he <laughs> something. They, there, get, they cast him up
1: during the workout and went and went he, elsewhere. Went with Jordan yeah, Hill.
2: He always plays well, and he definitely. Goes to another level in the effort department. A hundred percent, man.
1: Well, great show. You know, it is preseason, man. We ain't trying to be in there all night, burning in midnight oil, man. <laughs> I, and I think we, we should probably do another show tomorrow and finish up the Expectations series. But great show. Um, let me shout out my guy, Michael Parker. $10 Super Chat. says, salute to Knicks Nation. Salute to Michael Parker, man. Definitely appreciate it. Mike Rambo says, uh, wifey said, not tonight, but shout out to the front office. Still wet behind the ear, but haven't made a bad move. That second unit by D. Grimes, more than the first all right so mike rambo sprinkling a little uh a little tmi in there but hey whatever man whatever you into man hey just make sure when she does say tonight you got your manscape ready bro that's right manscape.com promo code kftv for 20% off plus free shipping all right so make sure you're on that mike rambo don't get caught out there lacking man make sure you go to manscaped get your lawnmower 4.0 so that when she's ready to go you won't be out there caught lacking man you know what I'm saying, JD? He threw the alley, man. I just I had to go for it, man.
2: He threw the alley. Listen, man. man. We listen. We always ready, bro. Always ready. Everything oh, in there. Oh, you so got the I, travel pack on this place. If, if I gotta go and <laughs> pick it up, I'm out. I'm ready. <laughs> Everything in there. Let's go. Uh, I'm always good. <laughs> you know. Stay ready so you don't gotta get ready.
1: That's a fact. You know what I mean? That that is a fact, man. That's that's a bar right there, man. So yeah. Anyway, um, as I said, ladies and gentlemen, a week from tonight, for those of you in the New York City tri-state area, man, the only place you want to be watching the game is with us, live from the Forty Forty Club, man. Uh, Knicks Fan TV, BetMGM, Knicks versus Grizzlies, man. It's gonna be a star-studded affair, a packed house of Knicks fans. Special guests, prizes as I said I got a couple tickets to give away for the Knicks home opener so you definitely want to RSVP and come through it is free to get in no excuse there's nothing to pay for man just RSVP jump in the line and jump inside man it's going to be great as I said we'll have the game audio so we won't have music you get to hear all the commentary Well, Uh but it's going to be ESPN so you get to hear Breen Van Gundy uh, if they're doing that game I hope they're doing that game Breen Van Gundy and Mark Jackson hopefully they're doing that game not the West Coast game We'll have the game audio, but then also, like I said, we'll have Knicks Fan TV live on location, pre-game, halftime, post-game. It's gonna be an incredible night, man. So make sure you guys go to betkftv.com and RSVP today. And that's it. Remember that the show is available in audio podcast format as well. So if you miss it on video, you can catch us on all podcast platforms, man. So. That's the story. Knicks lose 109 to 100. See you guys tomorrow, man. Peace.
2: Go Yankees.
6: Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring podcasts on the Blue Wire Network.